Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Good morning. I'm Brian Curtis. And I'm Paul Allen. Here are the stories we're following today. Well, it's looking largely positive here in the early going. Uh, And uh, if you look at equity futures, they're edging higher. Investor fears seem to be receding a little bit. And we've, of course, seen that over the past many weeks. U.S. stocks finished flat on Friday in a shortened session, but it was a fourth consecutive week of gains. The VIX has dropped to the lowest level since early 2020. And news that you just heard there in our headline that Black Friday shoppers had spent nearly $10 billion online also adds a a note of optimism. It's a positive sign for retailers. They've actually been facing lackluster sales forecasts for the holiday season. Bloomberg Intelligence says that any recession in the United States may be closer to ending rather than beginning. The conference board's leading index of 10 economic indicators has dropped to levels typically associated with recession. And Bloomberg Intelligence says that that, taken with some other models, suggests that the U.S. economy has actually struggled with recession since the middle of 2022. The U.S. dollar opened uh, Monday morning trading here in Asia. Mixed inflation gauges for the U.S. and the eurozone are due out this week. They'll be on Thursday. The inflation gauges may support an end to rate hikes around the world. In a corporate note, Origin Energy's board is thought to be unconvinced by a revised takeover proposal made by Brookfield Asset Management and EIG Global uh, Partners. The Australian Financial Review says that directors are leaning toward rejecting that new bid. Now it's time for global news. Momentum is building to try to extend the Israel-Hamas truce beyond four days. Ed Baxter has the story and the rest of the news from the 960 Newsroom in San Francisco. Ed? Yeah, that's exactly right, Brian. This after the release of 17 hostages in northern Gaza today in uh, the third day of swaps. Prime Minister of uh, Qatar, Al Thani, on CBS, has heard on Bloomberg, says he, along with Israel, Hamas, and the U.S., have established an office to try and continue the flow of these releases. Right now we are in the middle of the negotiation. We will always keep the communication open with everyone. And U.S. President Joe Biden says he endorses a longer pause. That's my goal. That's our goal, to keep this pause going beyond tomorrow so that we can continue to see more hostages come out and surge more humanitarian relief into into those in, who in need in Gaza. And NSA's Jake Sullivan on ABC has heard on Bloomberg says Hamas has a big part to play in the decision. Hamas could choose on Uh, Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, to continue to release hostages, and then the pause would continue. If the pause stops, the responsibility for that rests on the shoulders of Hamas, not on the shoulders of Israel. And Sullivan Hamas benefits, he says, from the deal as well. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said Israel is making every effort to get all the hostages released. Now, one of those released today is an American-Israeli girl named Abigail Idan. She is four years old. She's in Israel now. And uh, so those who are 
now uh, wrapping Abigail in love and care and the supportive services she needs. She's been through a terrible trauma. Her parents were killed in the October 7th attacks. Uh, Negotiations continue on future releases. Meanwhile, U.S. Senator Chris Murphy is saying that U.S. lawmakers should consider conditioning future aid to Israel based on its compliance with international humanitarian law. Um, Unacceptable and is unsustainable. I I think there's both a moral cost to this many civilians, innocent civilians, children often losing their life, but I think there's a strategic cost. Ultimately, Hamas will get stronger, not weaker, in the long run if all of this civilian death um, allows them to uh, recruit more effectively and ably uh, inside Gaza. Now Murphy on CNN says civilian death toll must stop. China's health commission says a combination of pathogens is causing a surge in acute respiratory infections across the country. It says influenza is one of the main causes of the spike in cases and the hopes that uh, this announcement of the statement will cause a lowering of concern that it is some kind of mystery novel virus. Global News 24 hours a day and whenever you want it with Bloomberg News Now in San Francisco. I'm Ed Baxter and this is Bloomberg. All right, Brian. Ed, thanks very much. The time six minutes past the hour. Let's take a look now at some of the top business stories of the hour. COP28, the UN's latest climate change conference, will kick off later this week in Dubai. Its negotiators are hoping that it can kickstart carbon trading to bring down the cost of fighting global warming. Let's get more from Bloomberg's Nathan Hager. More than 190 nations are gathering to discuss the rules for a new UN-overseen emissions market. It would let holders of carbon credits compensate for their own pollution by investing in projects aimed at cutting emissions elsewhere. The goal is to provide more investor certainty. There is concern that existing voluntary projects do little or nothing to curb climate change. COP28 begins on Thursday and runs through December 12th. Nathan Hager, Bloomberg Radio. Sources tell Bloomberg that Middle Eastern wealth funds are facing greater scrutiny on U.S. deals from the Biden administration. It's part of a broader pushback on entities perceived to have close ties with Beijing. We've got more from Bloomberg's Charlie Pallet. Sources say the Committee on Foreign Investment in the U.S. is reviewing several multi-billion dollar deals this year on concerns they could pose national security risks. Officials in President Biden's cabinet are said to be currently reviewing more than half a dozen acquisitions, including deals from Abu Dhabi Investment Authority and Saudi Arabia's Public Investment Fund. While the U.S. remains a preferred investment destination for the region's largest wealth funds, China has emerged as an increase attractive jurisdiction. Charlie Pellet, Bloomberg Radio. Black Friday shoppers spent a record $9.8 billion online in the United States. Bloomberg's Denise Pellegrini has the story. Adobe Analytics says demand for electronics, smartwatches, TVs, and audio equipment helped boost the day's online sales by 7.5% compared with last year. As consumers expanded budgets with more of those buy now, pay later options. Separately, Salesforce says U.S. Black Friday online sales grew 9% year on year. It cited popularity of footwear, sporting goods, health, and beauty. It's still not clear, though, if this will all translate into better than expected holiday season sales overall, since some consumers Consumers have indicated they do plan to snag bargains by shopping early this year. Denise Pellegrini, Bloomberg Radio. China has opened probes into the money management business of Zhongxi Enterprise Group. Bloomberg's Yvonne Mann has more from Hong Kong. 
The investigation comes days after Zhengzhou revealed a shortfall of $36 billion on its balance sheet. Chinese police said in a statement on WeChat they took criminal measures against multiple suspects. The legal terminology was similar to the case of Evergrande chairman Hui Kaiyan. Evergrande said in September that Hui was suspected of committing crimes. Those affected by Zhongju's troubles are likely to be wealthy individuals related to the group's founder, Xie Zhikun. One of the suspects identified by police is surnamed Xie. In Hong Kong, I'm Yvonne Mann, Bloomberg Radio. In a potential huge shakeup of the EV industry, battery giants are now investing more of their money on new sodium-based technology. Bloomberg's Joanne Wong has the story from Hong Kong. Sodium has the potential to make inroads into energy storage and electric vehicles, and it could be a game-changer. We hear China's BYD signed a deal to build a $1.4 billion sodium-ion battery plant last week. Sweden's Northvolt also said it made a breakthrough, and China's CATL said back in April that its sodium batteries would be used in some vehicles from this year. Sodium is cheaper and far more abundant than lithium. The shift from lithium to sodium could mark a big shift shake up in the industry. For now, experts say the space looks to be dominated by Chinese producers. In Hong Kong, Joanne Wong, Bloomberg Radio. Australia's government will introduce legislation this week to facilitate a plan to revamp up the Reserve Bank. And the bill follows an independent review of the Reserve Bank of Australia in May. And that made about 51, well it did make 51 recommendations for change. They include the confirmation of a dual policy mandate and repealing the Treasurer's ability to overrule the bank's monetary policy decisions. The legislation will also contain provisions to set up a governance board to oversee the RBA's management. And of course there's a bipartisan and support for this overhaul. The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Let's say good morning to James Abate, Managing Director and CIO of Center Asset Management. James, thank you very much for joining us uh, on a Sunday there. I want to get your take on that Bloomberg intelligence call that I mentioned a few moments ago about any recession in the United States. Well, it might be closer to ending rather than beginning. The essential point seems to be that at different times over the past 15 months or so, different sectors have actually been troubled and have been in a state of recession, and that now we may be getting toward the end. Does your view differ from that? Right. I mean, we've talked about rolling recession through the U.S. economy now over the last several times. I've had the pleasure to uh, to speak with you. And, you know, one of the things that we talked about as an unexpected scenario uh, that could basically impact markets in 2023 at the start of the year was that perhaps the most telegraph recession in history just doesn't happen. And part of that was the fact that when we looked at top-down indicators and economist strategists who typically rely upon those top-down indicators, like the yield curve inversions, the 
uh, ISM numbers, leading economic indicators, housing, construction, et cetera, et cetera, we're all pointing to recession. But the thing that we caution people to uh, look at why recession may not be in the cards at that point in time is if you look at indicators from a bottom-up perspective, um, leverage ratios weren't excessive, asset efficiency, which was really a very important point. We hadn't had um, a undisciplined capital spending cycle leading up to uh, 2023, which was unprecedented in most industries. And, you know, even though we've had interest rate events, um, stalled earnings, we haven't had a credit event, which has basically tipped the economy into a full-blown recession. And ironically, I must say, now that everyone is on the boat where we're probably leaning towards no landing, uh, we're starting to see bottom-up indicators that are indicating that perhaps um, a, a shallow recession or outright recession is perhaps more probable now than it was at the beginning of 2023. So where does this leave you in terms of rate-cut expectations in 2024? I think that's the issue um, because right, you know, this week we'll get the PCE number, which is the Fed's most favorite indicator in terms of uh, inflation uh, and expectations. And the expectations are that that will come in at around three and a half percent. I think you have to look at other central banks, right? You look at South Korea, which is a heavily export and cyclical driven. It's been the pathfinder for other central central banks, and they were early to start tightening. And now they're in this what we call a hawkish hold mode. So to the extent where investors are pivoting uh, or expecting the Fed to pivot to some type of easing type of policy, we think it's actually going to be a rather sluggish environment in terms of uh, the Fed basically pivoting from its um, rather restrictive policy, at least in, t- in terms of recent history, um, to an outright easing. So um, the market may be getting ahead of itself. And with the VIX index below 13, um, this is probably a very good time to, um, you know, because of cost efficiency, to stay hedged within equity portfolios. It's been a rough period for small caps, and they've only just recently caught a bid. Uh, and some, some people might say that that supports the early view that you had, which is that perhaps we've already cleared some of the recession. But I'm really interested in what you said right at the end about seeing some new conditions that tell you that maybe we're actually going to get a shallow recession. What are those conditions? The, the, the main ones is that when we look at uh, operating profit margins in the aggregate, for the S&P 500 on an equal weighted basis. And this basically eliminates the um, impact from the Magnificent Seven or the largest companies. They remain high and they're rolling over. Um, And we haven't seen yet a a reversion back to anywhere close to, um, you know, a normalized profit type of environment. Second, Asset efficiency, which was the thing that we really hung our hat on in the beginning of the year, which was excellent at that point in time, we're starting to see utilization rates uh, starting to roll over, capital spending starting to increase, um, and a lot of other dynamics. Thirdly, the thing that we're seeing is that many companies were very prudent in locking in low interest rates when they had the opportunity and have not felt the impact of the rise of the federal funds rate over the past couple of years. Now, as you're starting to see credit start to roll over, you're starting to see net interest costs when you strip out the most 
you know, the largest companies that are cash rich like Apple, Microsoft, et cetera, their, their interest rate, uh, their interest costs are starting to go up as well. It, it, so that, that, that barring any effect. kind of environment, you know, indicates some type of, uh, you know, stress. I, I, I would say that that seems like um, stress for the stock market, but not the economy. Well, I think you need to remember that, you know, even looking back at, you know, the recession of 2001, 2002 was very shallow, but you still had a profound uh, re-rating in the market. And again, this is the issue. We've had the impact of interest rate risk. We've had the impact of stagnation of earnings. We haven't yet had changes in risk premiums or, or credit premiums, and they're still at historical lows. So to the extent that we get you know, continuation of, you know, perhaps stagnation of earnings. You don't get the leverage that people are expecting in terms of, uh, you know, profit margin uh, expansion vis-a-vis sales growth. You still have many geopolitical risks. Um, you know, we have got, you know, all the domestic risks that we have here in the United States entering into the elections of 2024. There are many things that can shake investor confidence. And remember, you know, Stock markets are three-dimensional. It's it's not only earnings and risk-free rates, but it's also expectations or appetites for risk, and that could change on a on on, on a dime. So, just, just briefly for, in twenty seconds, it seems like you're suggesting that the stock market's gotten a little ahead of itself now. Well, what I think what we have is an environment where, uh, again, uh, we've had the S and P five hundred go back to its highs. We're entering an environment um, that is, um, you know, riddled with uh, uncertainty. I say it's still cost efficient to stay hedged in equity portfolios, given all those risks. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Asia, your morning brief on the stories making news from Hong Kong to Singapore and Wall Street. Look for us on your podcast feed every day on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each day on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 991 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast to coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Brian Curtis. And I'm Paul Allen. Join us again tomorrow for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.